We are 48 schools across 14 cities, but together we are one Shawnee mission, and this is our time to shine. I'd like to welcome everyone back to episode six of Shawnee Mission Miked Up. Um, welcome back to our listeners, but I'm hopeful today that we have some new listeners out there. We're always hoping to grow our audience. So if you know a friend, tell them to join in Shawnee Mission Miked Up. We would love to have additional listeners. My name is Dr. Michelle Hubbard, and I am the host for Shawnee Mission Miked Up. And I'm Dr. Jeremy Higgins, and excited to be the co-host for Shawnee Mission Miked Up. Again, glad that everyone is listening in. We also have a special uh, visitor with us, a little guest lecturer, I guess you could say, Ms. Sherry Demline, who is our uh, chief of special education. So, Sherry, welcome. Uh, glad that you're here. And first off, you want to just uh, give our listeners a little uh, information about yourself and who you are and what you do for the district? Sure. Thank you for having me. Very excited to have the opportunity to be here. So as Dr. Higgins indicated, I'm Sherry Demoline. I serve as the chief special education um, leader for the Shawnee Mission School District. Um, and my responsibilities um, are really, um, there's, a, there's a broad scope. So anything from um, student services to um, various equipment needs that the students may have within the district, um, staff training, um, meetings with parents, um, and then also um, ensuring that we have the necessary compliance factors um, with the legal aspects of special education as well. Yeah. I'll be honest, Sherry, we could probably talk for the entire 20 minutes of our podcast today just on what you do. So you're selling yourself a little bit short, but we're glad you're here today. Thanks Thank for being you. here. I would like to know, how long have you been in Shawnee Mission? So I have, this is the start of my um, ninth year in the Shawnee Mission School District. I did have a gap year, um, so took a little time away with my family for a year um, and then came back to the district. It just felt like this was the place that I was meant to be. So very happy to be here. Great. Cool. We're glad you're here. Yeah. So so a little recap on uh, from episode five, I guess it was. It Our was. last episode, we, we had a couple students, Jewel and Natalia, in to talk about the parades at Shawnee Mission South and Shawnee Mission Northwest. Dr. Hubbard, I think that you got to attend those. I did. Yeah, but first of all, go. I just want to say how awesome they were. They did such a great job. And um, you can just tell their passion for their uh, respective high schools, but, you know, and just how excited and organized they were in processing how that parade was going to work. And since then, I had the opportunity to um, participate in both of those parades. So that was super fun. And it was just fun. You know, they talked about the themes and um, how they came to that. And it was just fun to see it in action. So both of them were beautiful days, which is not always the case for the parades. I remember last year in the Shawnee Mission South Parade, it was so cold and raining. And um, it just kind of just puts a damper, no pun intended, on all of the work they do to put into those um, floats and props and things that they use. But beautiful day, really nice and warm with our unseasonably warm weather right now. But um, just kudos to them and their leadership and all the students that surround them, whether it be student council or spirit club and just the work that they've done in regards to that. Yeah. And, you know, with those homecoming events kind of coming to a close now, it's it's almost starting to feel like fall sports is coming to an end and we're going to be transitioning to winter sport. I, I know it's even kind of hard to think about that, but 
it, it's going to be upon us really quick. It, just more opportunities, though, for our students to really get engaged and get involved in their school community. So excited about what lies ahead for all the high schools, for sure. So for sure. What, what else is, is going on in the district? Uh, uh, other events that you've been able to be part of or celebrate at? So, you know, I, um, that is one thing that I work exceptionally hard on is being present in our schools as much as I possibly can. Unfortunately, it's not always the case, but when I can, I do for sure. And in the past weeks, um, I had the opportunity to join uh, Sherry at Lenexa Hills Elementary School, where we received a $25,000 grant donation from Variety Casey, and they are so supportive of inclusion in our schools. And so we're going to talk about some equipment here as well. But let's start by just talking, Sherry, um, about our relationship with Variety Casey and, and what that event at Lenexa Hills was all about. Right. So um, I feel very fortunate. We have such a working relationship with Variety KC, and um, we had the opportunity to receive a grant last school year um, through them to create adaptive experiences um, for students um, in the Shawnee Mission School District. And so um, I will tell you that we had a team of individuals come together and really hone in what can that look like in Shawnee Mission and where can we um, create an impact not in just one location, but across the district. And so while the event was actually at Lenexa Hills, we um, the impact is far spread throughout the district. We had the opportunity to have um, to highlight some of our students in the special education um, population with peers um, to demonstrate um, it's a piece of equipment called the overcomer. Um, and so it's a piece of equipment that allows individuals with um, varying needs, whether you have limited vision, um, maybe you have some limited mobility, um, it really, um, it can meet a variety of needs. Um, but it allows them to really interact um, right alongside their peers. So an example um, earlier, we had a student um, who used that piece of equipment to um, hit a golf ball um, and right alongside a peer who was also hitting a golf ball, right? So it just creates that sense of inclusion and that sense of opportunity for these um, individuals to be able to connect um, and also to be active and, and to be able to interact with one another um, in a very meaningful way. So it was very powerful and very rewarding. So not only did Variety Casey, did we have that opportunity for some various equipment across the district, um, they've been so generous and um, we are, um, can I share some secret information that's coming? <laughs> I would love for Is you that, to, okay. absolutely. Um, so we're very excited. So later um, during the month of October, we're going to be able to have sensory bags available at all of our buildings throughout the district, right? So, and the sensory bag is going to, it'll have about five pieces of equipment in that in itself. Um, things like noise canceling headphones or um, some fidget types of items, a weighted lap pad, um, and then a couple of other pieces of, of things that, so if I am coming to an event um, within the building, it's something that a, a school can hand out to an individual and then obtain back, but it, it would just allow for further access and further participation um, for uh, individuals within our community as they come up to partake and participate in the things that we have going on across the district. So that's coming later this month. It's very exciting. And all thanks to Variety KC. All thanks to Variety KC. And in fact, they did an additional fundraiser to help um, impact 
our entire district. They really wanted to really not just limit that. Um, the other piece um, as part of that opportunity is we unveiled a book, Maddox's um, Dream. It's a Variety Casey book um, and um, highlighted that at Lenexa Hills where Mr. Brewer was able to read it to the group. Um, but again, the, the work of Variety Casey, whether it's partnering with us in Shawnee Mission or just um, in the community as it stands, um, it's really about creating those inclusive opportunities for individuals and, and really breaking down those barriers. And so I feel very fortunate of our connection and our partnership. Um, it just continues to help us um, help individuals feel included and, and feel a part um, and really break down some of those un unknowns. Let's talk a little bit about that feeling included piece mm -hmm. because I know that as part of our current bond that was passed in January of 2021, it is a goal to have an inclusive playground at all of our elementary schools. And I'm really happy to share that as of date, we have 31 of the 34 complete. So yeah, that is really awesome. And I always like to give credit to Olivia Bloomfield, who was a student um, at Corinth Elementary School that has since passed away. But I just like to say her legacy continues to live on in Shawnee Mission. And it's just so amazing to walk to these new playgrounds and see the the opportunity for kids to be included. Is there anything you would want to add to that? Yeah, I would say, it, it again, it creates not only, I think that the question obviously that people often have is that the impact that it has on um, individuals who are served under the special education umbrella, but it also has an impact on everyone, yeah. right? And I don't think that people always understand that full impact, but to see the connections that are made and the lifelong friendships um, and the supports that that can then create for further families, right? Um, so we also have another student who was a Variety Casey champion, if you will. His name is Caden Griffin also, and he is... Um, he has a book through Variety KC. We serve Caden um, within our school district as well. Um, and he has some very powerful, um, when you think about inclusive opportunities, um, he has some limited dexterity, right? And so he isn't able to fully just touch an iPad to be able to activate various pieces. And so with the support of our assistive technology team and his IEP team, they've really wrapped around and with 3D printing have been able to create um, a stylus, if you will, um, to be able to help with a soft touch, to be able to help with that interactivity. Um, and he's a Variety Casey author. I have the book in my office. It's, nice. it's really amazing That's to awesome. see. That's awesome. Mm That's -hmm. awesome. Yeah. One of those connection points, you know, at the, the event at Lenexa Hills, um, they're, you know, the, the overcomer, uh, mm -hmm. they were using it for golf uh, and also baseball. Mm -hmm. And just the cheers that went out when one of the students hit the, I was like, all right, that's, you know, yeah. that's what it's all about. So yes. that, that's pretty cool. Dr. Hubbard, um, so you mentioned 31 of the 34 schools have inclusive playgrounds now. I, I assume that we've got these, the, the last three coming on board um, here fairly shortly. And then our listeners may not know exactly what's, what it means to have an inclusive playground. What, can we paint a picture for maybe what that might look like? Absolutely. So um, I'll start and then you may want to add to it. But I think the most important thing is that kids can access the playground, right? So th whether that's through a wheelchair, a walker, or even kids that just have limited mobility skills. Um, if you think back to our playgrounds, they might have been gravel or wood chips or right. maybe just dirt. Um, and so 
kids being able to get there is really important. So they all have a turf with zero, um, you don't have to get up onto it, like over a curb or something. It's just a flat surface gotcha. where kids can go straight on. Also, the equipment is made so that kids, uh, especially in a wheelchair, or I guess all three, limited mobility, can move up the ramps. And so um, not just stairs, stairs, which traditionally has been the case. And then also we have some other equipment that for kids with maybe hearing impairment or visual impairment that's a, a tactile or larger swings so that kids can be removed from a wheelchair if that's the case and placed into the swing. So what else would you add? Yeah, so the other piece that I would add, and this isn't widespread yet, but it's something that we're continuing to work on is in some locations we have um, what's called a core communication board. And basically it's a chart of visuals, right? So a student who has limited vocabulary is able to go and point to various pieces and again, express and have that communication. So our early childhood center is one of the locations that we have one of those core communication boards. Um, and it's really powerful because then it creates, they can have a, a peer or um, a friend with them or speaking to the adults, right, by using those icons and pointing to um, maybe something that they want to be able to be more interactive or somebody that they want to do that interactive item with. I think this is a good transition in regards to, you mentioned the word assistive technology. Mm -hmm. You've talked a little bit about it. I actually saw that at Lenexa Hills. It was the most amazing there was a young lady there that had a visual board in front of her, but she did not, she couldn't access it with her with her hands. And so she was moving the board and I was so impressed with what was happening, but she was doing it all with her eyes. Mm -hmm. And so the board was set up so that when she looked at a particular icon that it typed it for her so she could communicate back to me. Wow. It was so impressive. And, um, just an amazing piece of technology. And I know that you brought some things with you today. What would you share about the things that we have here today? Sure. So the things that I brought today were um, another kind of aspect of, of ways that we can create these um, inclusive opportunities for students across our district. But this item here is actually, um, it is called a Braille writer. And so um, this one is actually um, getting ready to be repaired. Um, however, um, in, in instances to where we have to have a student who is, is able and fluent in Braille, um, they are able to use this piece of equipment in lieu of paper pencil, right? So they're able to, it's almost, um, those of us who have been around a minute, it does look like a typewriter, typewriter. Yeah, right? 100%. Um, however, um, it really, um, it you put your paper in kind of like a typewriter, but it actually writes out in Braille. Right. And so students who are able to um, engage in that work, but this piece of equipment, um, I find, um, pretty remarkable. And so this is actually called a Braille display. And so um, again, technology, right? Um, a student can, with their MacBook, um, they can have a text on their screen and then they can read that text in Braille um, and be right alongside peers um, on their MacBooks, right? So it's a very powerful, hmm. um, very expensive, but very powerful <laughs> um, piece of equipment um, that we, um, we have a variety of students who, again, you know, everybody's students is, every student's journey is individualized, right? And so um, some students um, definitely are in a place that they can access these types of things. And then other students um, we're working to get um, to that place for them. 
It's quite remarkable. It's truly amazing what technology, uh, what doors it's opened for kids. Um, and, well, mm-hmm. and in life in general, I guess. But I would say all of us. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, right. through this conversation today, and and the the inclusive efforts being made for every student, mm-hmm. just some of those things that we have available to us are crazy and and just um, amazing. Yeah. So we have another um, student across the district who um, we are utilizing. I mean, talk about fascinating. It's. I, don't quote the full name of this piece of equipment, but it's essentially a neuro node um, equipment that connects to the student's arm. And then with the neuro pathways, it's able to help kind of trigger responses and engagement um, with the student. Um, And again, it's pretty remarkable when you think of the different ways that you can receive output from a student, right? Whether it's an eye gaze situation like you described um, at Lenexa Hills or whether it's, um, you know, pointing to an icon or whether it's um, utilizing um, a neuro node um, piece of equipment. Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So with that, I'm going to just transition this as it's almost time to close for today. But um, just a reminder that our strategic plan is uh, really talks about having this equitable, inclusive environment. Back to Lenexa Hills, just, you know, the peers that were there to support them in their journey just to get to the gym, um, to cheer them on when they were hitting the balls, to hold their hands, to just um, put smiles on their face. And you could see kids, even nonverbal kids, when they saw a peer or a friend coming to them, um, the smiles on their faces. I mean, sometimes I get a little emotional about it. It was so amazing just how much our whole community wraps around Um, these kids that we've been talking about today and um, very close to my heart, as you all know, um, in regards to special education, but. That's what it's all about. You know, it's it's about those remarkable experiences for those kids, just like parades provide experiences for other, it's that experience that is just so meaningful for those kids, for all of our kids here in the district, so. And I think it's just a great example of all means all in this equitable environment we're trying to create, so. It creates some genuine, authentic um, relationships and connections. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're really proud of your work, Sherry, and we're really proud of the special education teachers and paraprofessionals and all the other team members, OTPT, um, speech language. I could continue to name and name, but knowing that um, it ta- it really does take a team to support all of our kids. So just a big shout out to all of those team members that are out there working with our kids every single day and um, loving them like they're their own. So we're very appreciative of that. Absolutely. Hard work does not go unnoticed in any way. So I feel very fortunate. We have such a strong special education department um, in all aspects, our paraeducators, our um, our teachers, and they're so creative and problem solving ways that they can Um, um, meet individual student needs and and create ways that they can be part of those school communities and ultimately our our whole community as a district. I probably should put in a shameless plug here. I mean, we're we're always looking for great individuals to come join our team. Um, Obviously, as paraprofessionals, certified uh, teachers, special education, Mm -hmm. regular education, Mm -hmm. uh, more information on on the website, the district website. So we we would love uh, for people to come and join the, the Shawnee Mission team. Absolutely. So again, thanks for joining us today. We're really, um, really glad you're here. I would just remind everyone that 
Um, Shawnee Mission Mic'd Up drops every two weeks, so we'll be joining you again in two weeks. And you can check out um, the webpage and see past episodes at smsd.org. And there's also a feedback link if there's something you would like for us to have a conversation about. Uh, we're always looking for people to jump out there. Next episode. Um, so I, I think we're going to have a special, a couple of special guests um, that have a fairly important role within the school district. A couple of board members might be joining us. Is that correct, Dr. Hubbard? I'm not giving that up yet. Oh, I'm going to okay. say it is election season. And yes, we are going to have some special guests. So okay. I will leave it at that All for right. now. Perfect, perfect. Uh, our, our quote for the day. So we are uh, tapping into the Kansas City Chiefs Instagram page. Um, you know, they've, they've been doing some, some shining of their own. So we thought we'd steal a quote from the Chiefs. Um, I, I, they, they posted yesterday, the lights are so bright, but they never blind us. So shout out to the Chiefs for uh, giving us some inf inspiration for that quote. Uh, shout out to Logan DeAngelis again with the uh, music on uh, the podcast, the intro uh, music. And um, a special thanks to our communications team as well for all the work that they do behind the scenes on this. Thanks for everyone for joining us today. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. And until then, shine on Shawnee Mission. Shine on Shawnee Mission.